Ooh, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 100 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones. Joined as always for the hundredth time, my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> and of course, we got the ninth wonder, Chocolate Thunder, keeping it one zero zero and getting it done in the rear of. <laughs> He's celebrating the pod and shooting his wad. The phenomenal AJ. Sit. Hello, everyone. That is a brand new intro, man. Just Love for it. the 100th episode. <laughs> Just for the number 100. That's a one and done. Um, now, uh, eagle-eyed viewers of the program, or eagle-eared listeners of the program, do eagles have good hearing? I feel like they do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, they don't have ears. They just have like a hole in the side of their head. It can't be that good. Okay, yeah. okay. Like, what do you need to hear? You need to see that fish way the fuck down there. <laughs> What what animals are known for their exceptional hearing? I mean, elephants have huge ears, but I don't know if they have good hearing. Rabbits, they need to hear. Okay, our rabbit-eared listeners um, will note that we were actually supposed to do episode 100 last week, but I went and got the COVID. Wah, Selfish. Wah, wah. Just in time. <laughs> just in time. I guess I could have just had you guys do a show by yourself, see how that turned out. It'd be like our best show. Probably. (laughs) The numbers just start fucking taking off. I'm like, God damn it. We figured it out. It was me all along. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, you guys, uh, I I watched quite a bit of stuff since I was was sick. What do you, oh, no, I want everybody to know, because we missed last week, we'll be reviewing episodes three and four of miss marvel coming up but uh, what else you guys been watching and doing these, these last couple weeks man i've been uh, watching stranger things season two and now nice. i'm on season three season two was i still liked it i thought it was good but uh you know it wasn't as good as season one right there was a drop off and season three i like the way it's going compared to season two like i think there's more going on like i just i just like where the story's going compared to season two so yeah better if i remember i I did like season three better than season two like i remember thinking like yeah season two was fine but it had that weird episode where like uh they tried to make it new mutants for a bit yeah yeah they had the other kids with like powers Mm -hmm. and i was like that was kind of a weird uh, yeah they were trying to make a spinoff yeah Yeah. So that didn't really work that well. But once I got back on track, I was like, okay, now it's, it's fine again. Yeah, exactly. That's the same thing for me. I I wasn't excited about where they were going to go with that girl, Kali, just because they barely introduced her at the beginning of the like, season. They kind of showed her for like one scene, and then after that, she kind of ties you know back to her and then meets her later on. It's just like, I'm not invested in that character. I don't right. care. Yeah. You know, it it is a great show, and I guess overall it's good that they like kept going. But season one was so good, I feel like they could have just made it like a one and done, and it would have been like a really good like. I think a lot of people thought that's what they were going to do, and even they weren't sure what to do after season one. They were like, "Should we make like an anthology series or what?" I think that could have worked pretty well, actually. Yeah, I, I think that the anthology series is. I, I've seen it done, and yeah, it's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't mind the way they went with it. Yeah, I think season two, they kind of had trouble, like, sussing out, like, a good story. But uh, after that, they kind of, I think they, because I saw season four already. So, uh, I think they get the hang of it afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm caught up with the boys. It's been really good. Uh, I've been watching The Umbrella Academy. For some reason, I, I hadn't watched it before. 
And there's what three seasons out. Well, I remember telling you that like I liked the show, and I think you said like back like you, you would maybe watch like the first episode and it just didn't click with you at that time or something. Yeah, that might have been the case. But at any rate, I've uh, started watching again, and it's, it's going pretty well. Yeah, I actually just uh, kind of binge watched season three, and it was really good. The weird thing is, I, I remember reading an article that the show had been canceled, and then I was like, well, maybe they just decided that they're canceling it, but they're going to let it have a third and final season. And I haven't read anything, but the way season three ended, like... It's definitely it, well. It seems like they could just end it there. Yeah. But it also seems like they left it open if they wanted to do more. So I'm like, well, maybe Netflix is like going back and forth on this show or something, and they wanted to give themselves a. a I don't know. Netflix has done like a lot of mediocre takes on something. And I think that's one of the, this is one of the better ones I've liked. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you ever read the Umbrella Academy comics? No, no, I, I never picked that one up. They're pretty good, and like. The show like doesn't follow them verbatim, but right. like the DNA is still there, and but yeah, it's it, it's a good adaptation. <clears throat> I think what else? I watched an Obi Wan. Oh yeah, we finished Obi Wan. How do you like that show overall? Overall, I thought it was decent. It seemed like there may be a couple holes. Like we, I think we talked about that a little bit, but yeah, overall it was enjoyable. Yeah, I I liked it, it but it is one of those things to where like. You know, when they tell these, like, in-between-the-raindrop type stories, it does take some of the, like, stakes out of it because you're like, well, nothing's going to happen to Obi-Wan. Nothing's going to happen to Vader. Nothing's going to happen to Leia. Right. You know nothing can happen. Really, the, the like, the one character that um, was, like, up in the air was that Reva character. And I kind of liked her storyline. Yeah, it kind of bounced around. I was having trouble putting my finger on her. I wasn't sure if I liked her or not. I mean, I'm sure, like, they'll do more with that character in some form or another yeah and also like how did vader not kill her i mean <laughs> there there is like an inconsistency of like also he's pretty sloppy with obi-wan on more than one occasion right and like like some people get stabbed through the middle like her and they end up just fine and then other people just fucking die and it's just like it's not consistent yeah they don't want it's it like, enough that went through your spinal cord Actually, like, in the original Star Wars, like, when Darth kills Obi-Wan, doesn't he just, like, turn into, like, a pile of smoke or something? <laughs> right, he, like, discorporates or something, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, <clears throat> maybe, like, off-camera, there's, like, a uh, a medical ship that comes down when people get stabbed and they, you know, check their insurance and, like, oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Guess you're fucked. <laughs> it does cauterize the wound. <laughs> right. And, like, Anakin, they found him, like, cut in half and they're like, oh, this is pretty good. We'll, we'll take care of you. You know, um, Darth Maul, like, he, he comes back to life in, like, the uh, cartoon show. Oh, okay. But, like, at Phantom Menace, like, Obi-Wan, like, cuts him in half, right? Like, right about where his waist is or whatever. I don't remember. Yeah, he, like, cuts him in half. And I'm like, okay, let's pretend for a minute that, like, it just cauterized the whole thing. Right. And he's just an upper body now. Fine. But he falls down, like, a really long, like, elevator <laughs> shaft. <too. laughs> I'm like, I don't know what, like, like Darth Maul's people are made out of. Right. But they got to be fucking strong to survive a fall like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some random inconsistencies, which I, it's such a huge, you know, storyline. It's not surprising that there's some issues, but yeah. Um, anything else you guys been watching? There probably was something I I just don't remember. Mm. 
Uh, I got a pile thing. So I've still been watching Star Trek, the Strange New uh, World show. I might have watched one more of those. This last episode was a little weird. Like, like they get close to this like kind of weird like uh, nebula thing or whatever, and it kind of affects people's mind, and they all kind of turn into like fairy tale characters. It was a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you were saying, the boys, uh, they had their hero-gasm episode. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did think it was... This is a minor spoiler, but there's this guy that was actually featured, I think, in season two, and he just has, like, this huge dick. Yeah, that looks like an earthworm. Yeah, the, <laughs> and he can move it around and shit. And, like, towards the end of the episode, like, it gets burnt. <laughs> like, there's oh, yeah, an explosion, yeah. and his big old dick gets, all, like, all burnt. It's funny. <laughs> 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 like when the black guy's in the house and he opens the door uh, throwing ropes <laughs> and he just gets like blasted oh. yeah. it's like his whole body <laughs> oh my yeah. God. yeah that's funny yeah I don't know there's so much sick shit in that show <laughs> it's great um, still watching the Orville uh, still great uh, don't got much to say besides it's really good check out the Orville if you're not watching uh yeah, I mentioned uh, watch season three of the Umbrella Academy. Continues to be a, a really good show. I like it a lot. Oh, so I wa- also watched a few movies. So I actually talked a little bit to you off camera, like right before I got COVID. I had watched that RRR oh, yeah. Indian movie. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's like three, a little over three hours long. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling you, like, I think buried in that three hour movie is probably an hour and a half to hour and a 45 minute like good movie <laughs> yeah and then there's just a uh a hour or more of just pure nonsense put yeah. on top <laughs> and like i'm sure there's a lot of people who are like what do you not like fun and i'm like i guess not because like like well some people think that just random is funny i know yeah. it's like there is the bones of like a really good story like the story behind like the 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 main two main characters like motivations and like what eventually leads them to kind of well like going against each other it's like it's a compelling story and i'm like if it, if if they just like made a, a cut of this movie that was just like the serious story about them becoming friends and then what leads them to like opposing each other i'm like that could be a really good fucking movie but then there's just like so much like nonsense action and stuff put on top of it that i'm just like uh, i i wish that wasn't there um but I still, you should watch it though. All right, I, I would be curious to know your opinion on I'll it. I'll check it out. It's, yeah. it's something. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, when I was sick, I was just like, I don't know why. I was like, I'm gonna watch a couple of the like the old school Sean Connery James Bond movies because like I've <laughs> never watched those. So I watched the first two, uh, Doctor No, and then From Russia with Love, and they're actually not bad movies. I actually like them, but it is kind of ridiculous just to watch them and see like. How every woman just fucking creams her jeans when fucking <laughs> Sean Connery walks in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he was kind of successful with the ladies in real life, though, wasn't he? I mean, I assume so. Like, not only was he a movie star, but he was like a bodybuilder, too. I think the 80s, like, copied James Bond. Like, every action movie, like, every star was like, they would walk into a room and the, the main girl would look at him and be like, that's my guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then I also watched, and I'm not proud of this, but, like, you know, you were talking about how, like, uh, watching uh, Twilight with your sister. Like, this was a self-inflicted movie. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. I just, like, I I watched this movie on Disney Plus called Enchanted uh, with Amy Adams. Mm. And, like, 
I think I tried that one once. It's not a terrible movie, but it is like a chick flick through yeah. and through. Like like the gimmick in the movie is like like she's a cartoon character, like a cartoon Disney princess. Right. But then like she gets thrown into the real world. And like Amy Adams is actually really good in it, like but uh I was like part way in and I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much all I got besides Miss Marvel. So, what do you guys think? Should we do a round of stories and then we can get into Miss Marvel? Mm, I didn't really bring any stories. <laughs> I've got a couple of short ones we can blast off. Uh, I mean, we probably got enough like Miss Marvel material that we could get. But uh, Alexa, shut up! I I think I will do. Um, okay, why don't you do a story then? And and uh, okay, well we were talking about James James Bond, and so this kind of ties into Thunderballs. But what's it called? I did, it is Thunderball. I haven't gotten to that one yet, though. So this is the case of the man with a whistling scrotum. Ooh, the whistling scrotum. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this, he's like 60, 70. He had some surgery on his testicles at one point. But then, like, he went home, and I guess it hadn't healed properly. But also, he suffered from a collapsed lung. And so air was leaking inside his body. And so somehow, it was like finding its way down. And it was coming out of his scrotum, so he had this opening, <laughs> you know, thing, and he was like getting like this like sound coming out of his scrotum. And they said this is the first known case of the whistling scrotum. I mean, that we know of. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just uh, such a weird. You know, how is your lungs connected to your scrotum? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I assume everything's just kind of right in there, so you can find air is going to find a way. It's building up, but apparently, like the air inside, you can kill you. Like you can get aneurysms and stuff. But it was finding an outlet through his testicle, his scrot. <laughs> I want him to like Andy Griffith the tune yeah. out of that thing. <laughs> so he's like breathing out of his balls. <laughs> well, like air is leaking out of his lung, and like it was finding a way out down there. He's like snoring out of his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep it down, man. Can't sleep. <laughs> But yeah, so like he's got to keep it that way now because that's how his body works. Well, I think they they had to probably operate on his lung to stop the air oh, leaking okay. and then give his scrot another uh, stitch or two. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, a thousand years ago, that would be his life. Now he's got a hole in his balls. Oh, yeah. whole whistle balls. <laughs> it also makes you wonder. Like I never really thought about it, but what's inside the balls? Like, is it just like a a sack, like a small sack, and then just air? Well, I mean, I guess you, you got your nuts and mostly just surrounded by skin, and there's probably like a, you know, some other material, but huh. mostly testicle and skin. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I'm guessing the air is just like going around the actual testicles and like yeah, going through the. Scrub. It found some yeah. path. Right. Still. Oh, could have heard one just now. Could have been some <laughs> testicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not catcalling you. Those are my testicles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the thing is, if it happened to someone like 200 years ago, like in the modern day, there would somebody, there'd be somebody whose last name was Whistle Nuts, and they're like, "That's an interesting last name. How'd you get that?" <laughs> Fuck if I <laughs> It's Norwegian. <laughs> well, speaking of testicles, I, th- I think I got an article here that you guys will, will find handy. Six strange uses for semen other than making babies. Number one. Invisible ink. 
You wouldn't think war is a situation where nobody would feel like shooting semen. You'd imagine people would stick to shooting guns. But during World War I, the British intelligence services took a leap forward in clandestine communications. They discovered that semen could be used as invisible ink. There were definitely benefits to writing with semen. It didn't react to the usual methods of revealing invisible messages. I gotta write General Kenobi a special note. (laughs) (laughs) And most male agents always had an available supply of it. Because war is going to make you want to jerk off. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Fun fact, one of the officers investigating semen ink was named Mansfield Cumming. <laughs> yeah, he was given that name after <laughs> after he got the job. <laughs> um, number two, painting. Both professional and self-proclaimed artists have created paintings with pretty much every available substance. Uh, in that sense, it's no wonder that semen ended up on the list as well. But did you know that in 2008, uh, there was an entire exhibition of semen paintings? They were all painted by the same artist, Martin von Ostrowski. Too bad he didn't have a funny name. Mm. The exhibition at the Gay Museum in Berlin featured more than 30 paintings. According to the museum's estimates, Van Ostrowski needed 40 ejaculations worth of semen to complete just one of them. So in total, he needed to blow more than 1,200 loads to create all the artwork. <laughs> Can't say he was I did it in a week. <laughs> Can't say he likes dedication to his <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did this in an afternoon. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I painted this one in a 10-day Coke bender. And all the uh, paintings are named things like uh, like Rabbit in a Snowstorm. <laughs> they're, just, they're just all white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, female antidepressant. Now we're fully aware that what you're about to read sounds a bit controversial, maybe even sexist, but we're only quoting scientists. So deliver any possible outrage in that direction. I think I've seen this scientist on Pornhub. (laughs) According to a 2002 study, women who uh, come into regular contact with semen were less likely to be depressed. The study claims that women having sex without condoms uh, were much less likely to have depression or suicidal... uh, ideation than those who used a rubber. The researchers' conclusion was that women would absorb mood-altering hormones from semen, which made them more cheerful. Now, their first thought wasn't like, these women without the rubbers were maybe more likely to have an orgasm, which would result in, like, the better attitude. It was the semen. I mean, I want to pedal the story I'm assuming you have to have a test group (laughs) with condoms, some without condoms, and then some that don't get nothing. This sounds like some dude just made this up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we definitely got to get this story out there. I love it. Take to write this article. We need women to know. You need more semen in your life. Not It'll just regular you sex. You got a raw dog. Are you happy? Do you need semen? Now, will it make them as happy if they're, you know... It doesn't say, like, are they getting it, like, vaginally in their mouth, on their face. It doesn't say... Oh, those Bukaki girls look really happy. That's those true. That's true. Yeah. They're probably the happiest of all the people. Yeah, they're just flying. <laughs> uh, number four, firefighting tool. Oh, man, that sounds like you'd be tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the tests we're about to describe were carried out with fish sperm. We can't avouch that it'll work with human mangu, but it's interesting nonetheless. In 2015, researchers from the Polytechnic University of Turin in Italy discovered that herring sperm doesn't burn, 
Consequently, they got the bright idea that it could be used as a flame retardant material. Indeed, after applying sperm-specific DNA to plastics and fabrics, they noticed that it formed a foam at temperatures exceeding 392 degrees. <coughs> the foam would make the sperm-treated material less likely to catch fire. So please don't try to put out a fire by splooging all over it. That's not going to work. I mean, so really... If you don't want your house to burn, you should be just fucking up there every day, like, coming on it all the time, right? I mean, I think you have to start... We have to start storing our cum. We have to start jerking off every day as much <laughs> as we can. Yeah, like, how many fish do you have to jerk off to, like, uh, <laughs> say, waterproof a tent or something? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always want to... Like, like, how many of these fish were they fucking jerking off to get yeah. all this, like, herring sperm? I, I picture, like, Zoidberg from Futurama... <laughs> And that scene where all the lobsters were like banging each other, they made that frothy like ocean. They just scoop it all off the ocean during mating season. Uh, number five, cooking ingredient. Uh, depending on what floats your boat, you may have already ingested considerable quantities of semen. It's, it's not toxic or anything, so you can eat it. Is this fruit? Is this a Wendy's? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Most of us still wouldn't use it as a cooking ingredient, though. Yet there are entire cookbooks dedicated to semen-based recipes. For example, Paul Fotenhauer has written Natural Harvest, a book featuring 83 pages worth of semen recipes. Uh, he also has a book of, uh, for making drinks and cocktails with it. <laughs> semen is not only nutritious but it also has a wonderful texture and amazing cooking properties like fine wine and cheeses the taste of semen is complex and dynamic the cookbook's description says I thought he was going to say it gets better with age <laughs> you can decide for yourself if you agree or not I mean I would be like to see all the pun names in that cookbook of all the, the cum foods sure. Yeah, sure there would be some Kumquat. That's not really a recipe. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, kumquat cocktail. There you go. <laughs> uh, number six, skincare product. Um, yes, you can get a semen facial. Oh, get your mind out of the gutter. We're talking about skincare. Uh, semen contains an unimaginably named antioxidant called spermine. Uh, and according to particularly kinky skincare professionals, it can reduce wrinkles, smoothen your skin, and even help with acne and other skin problems. Granted, if you do get a spermine facial, why does it have to be called this? Nobody will be sl uh, slathering actual semen all over your face. Every health code following, s following spa will use synthetic spermine made in a safe and sterile laboratory environment. But just so you know, there aren't any actual studies in the spermine skincare benefits. Don't actually expect to get rid of acne by taking a few loads to the face. But if you're already into that and you happen to get smoother skin, we suppose that's just a bonus. Now, you would think with all the porn out there, I mean, you got a sample size large enough to see. Like, do porn stars have really good skin? I, I mean, mean, they have so much makeup on, it's hard to tell. That's true. Mm. I've seen porn stars without makeup. They're mm. <laughs> He's like, she needs a couple more loads to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really though, I think I think we should really put all this information out there. Women, if you want to be happy, if you want good skin, if you want to be fire retardant, you got to take more loads. I know we just got to be covered in it all the time. 
And uh, wherever you can get it, just get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get into Miss Marvel, you think, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that note. <laughs> All that semen talk. <laughs> now let's it's talk about a children's <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> a devout Muslim girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Miss Marvel. So, man, I got to say, guys, this show... Uh, I, I gotta wanted, say, I'm a little resentful. I wanted to. I wanted to get better, but it just—it's still been. I meant so to both of you. Aggressively, <laughs> I'm resentful to Marvel. I feel like this show is aggressively mediocre. It is. It is mediocre. It's pretty predictable. All right, let's get into. We'll start with episode three, um, of which I don't remember a lot. Well, I took copious notes, so, yeah. so strap <laughs> in. Get to relive it. <laughs> uh, so episode three, entitled "Destined." Uh, we open in British-occupied India, 1942. There's a group in uh, some ruins, uh, and they find uh, the one of the well. They find the bangle bangle, bangle on a severed arm, um, a it, blue arm. Yeah, was the was the whole arm like skin color and everything blue? It looked blue to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did, I, I can't. Re- I couldn't remember. Like, was the hand itself blue, or was it just in blue clothing? Or was what? it supposed to be like a statue of Shiva or something? Uh, so in Marvel, there's these people called the Kree who are like blue, but they're from like a different planet, and they mess with human DNA at some point. Okay. So it might be referencing them, but it could be like a Jin thing. I don't know. It could be anything. Because they made it sound like it was some evil entity or something like that. Maybe. Mm. I don't uh, but, like, one of the people, like, mentioned that uh, uh, a man from the t- temple said that two bangles are needed, uh, presumably for them to get home, but uh, that comes up later. Um, one of the women uh, in this group is Aisha, who is Miss Marvel's great-grandmother. great-grandmother. We talked about her before. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, is when she was younger. <clears throat> and she puts on the, the bangle. Um, so then it kind of... Uh, skips ahead in time. So basically, one of the women also in this group, uh, her name is like Najma, N-A-J-M-A. I'm not sure if that's pronounced right. But she was the old woman in the car from episode two. Right. We, we, we were kind of speculating because they didn't, we thought maybe that was actually Aisha. And we were like, well, that's weird because then Kamran and Kamala are related. Yeah. But nope, they're not. This is, a, I guess, a, a friend of Supposedly vices. Um, okay, so now that group uh, is talking to Kamala, and like they all look the same age as they did in 1942 right. or whatever. Um, and what she says is that they are from another dimension, uh, <clears throat> and that they were exiled. Um, and they talk about the power of Nor, uh, which means light. And they say that's what, uh, kind of like what the bangle harnesses, and it's also what keeps them young, I guess. Um, apparently, so they all they all wear it at some point or something. I don't know if they all wear it, but it sounds like, and we find this out uh, later on. I think actually in episode four that supposedly like this power source, this Nor, is what powers like their dimension Mm -hmm. so like i don't know if they just all kind of have it in i think i think that's probably the thing is like because you remember how bruno was like oh the power is inside you and the bangle just lets it out or whatever Mm -hmm. i think that's the thing all these people have the power of the nor like inside of them 
And then the bangle is just the tool that helps them like use it. So then, how come they? So how come it sounds like they want her to open the the gateway for them to get back? Why don't they just take the bangle from her? Well, there's something where like because she's from this dimension, she can actually use the the power, and like somehow they can't. Maybe that's, that's what I thought too. But then, how'd her grandmother use it to get her? Good question. <laughs> right, because she was from supposedly the other dimension. Yeah. This is skipping ahead a little bit. So, so as soon as these guys were introduced, even though they were being friendly to her, like I was like, these guys are obviously the antagonists. Right. And I'm like, my, my first thought is, oh, they're going to trick her into opening the dimension. Yeah. And then, then that's when we find out. But no, like, even though, like, Kamala like seems like she wants to help them and she doesn't just say like oh fuck you I'm not helping you like um later on they're just like oh we're tired of waiting we're her heel turn is yeah, now I'm like yeah. what yeah. she's like talking about helping <laughs> yeah, them she's, she's getting, actively working right that. I was going to bring that up too and you do <laughs> see this in movies sometimes where like if the bad guy had just been slightly patient the good guy probably would have just helped them do whatever they wanted <laughs> exactly and you're like yeah you know You've been waiting for like 120 years or whatever. Yeah. You, you probably could have held out for a week, you know, <laughs> just played it out. It made no sense. It did make it sense. It made no sense. Because they did come to her and ask for her help first. Mm. That was their initial strategy. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was like a couple days later, they're like, fuck this. But yeah, they basically say they can't fully access like their power, but maybe Kamali can because she's from like this Which dimension. is also, if that's the case... What are they going to do if they defeat her and get the bangle? Yeah. Yeah. None of them suppo- like seemingly have the power. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it just... There's definitely some writing problems in this show, like things that do not make sense. Mm. I think it's it's more of, like, just showing off the culture and stuff, which which is what I'm upset with. Man, they made uh, The Eternals, which had, like, Indian people in it, and the main actor was Pakistani. Now they made a show of Pakistani people. There's like no Indian culture. Like, you know, it's very, it's like Paris, it's like English versus French, you know, it's very different, you know, culture. So it's like, I think, I think what they try to do with this show, like there's more Indian Americans, there's, there's more Indian people. It just makes sense that you would target this for Indian people. You'd make a show for Indian people. But they went with Pakistani and now I'm like, okay, is it because like there's so many Muslim people and they're trying to get the Indian people to watch it at the same time? Like, I wasn't sure. What's the source though? I mean, in the comics, she is Pakistani, so maybe they just wanted to hold with that. That would make sense. Yeah, but I mean, even the comics, like no Indian characters, nowhere? Um... I don't know. Yeah. I I don't feel like uh, I don't also think they, so. They they were talking about the partition. So didn't they have like people on both sides in that event when they were talking about it? Well, yeah, and the partition happened like in the northern area between Pakistan and India. But I mean, like in her family in the story. What do you mean? Well, didn't Aisha like she she got to the other side on the train or something? Well, I don't know, maybe her dad or something. Her mom is from, like, a different dimension, so her grandmother. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. She was other dimensional. Yeah. I don't know. I'm confusing uh, certain things. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Najma says that in their dimension, they're known as the clandestines. Um, they're also known uh, by other names, including the Unseen and Jin. Um so now there's a scene with Kamalo and Bruno. She kind of tells him what happened and that she's a djinn, supposedly. Uh, he said he's going to try to, like, help out with, like, you know, 
helping these people. And he references he's going to, there's a paper by Eric Selvig that he'll read, which is, you know, a connection to the MCU. Yeah, I heard that. Because he's in, like, you know, Thor and the Avengers. Yeah. And, he was the guy running around naked in, uh, in one of those Thor movies. Right. Dark World, yeah. Um, the DOD, uh, Department of Damage Control agents, uh, go to the mosque and they, like, they're looking for, you know, because they did, like we established in episode two, they just know this. Uh, that girl superhero. pointed out that she was Southeast, Southeast Asian. Southeast Asian. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they start, like, questioning her, and <clears throat> Nakia uh, tells them that they're going to need a warrant. And, of course, she did win her election. So now she's on the, the, the mosque. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she knows the law, man. She's, she's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. She just randomly <laughs> quotes some. Subsection <clears throat> of the law. Yeah. That's another trope I really hate because nobody fucking knows that yeah. shit. Uh, Nakia then has a scene with Kamala where she she uh, basically tells her what we just saw, what happened, and that she won the election. <clears throat> um, they have like this family. So that now uh, uh, Kamala's brother is going to get married, but they have like this family like dinner celebration beforehand that they had some sort of name for, but I don't remember what they called it. Um, uh, Kamala's mom tells her that Bruno like left a box for her. the box has a, a, a mask like a domino mask mm. uh, that he made for her. Um, so she's got a mask that's not going to hide her identity yeah. at all. <laughs> of course the, the one she had at the costume contest was better and they still found out she was Southeast yeah. Asian so, <laughs> see right through her <laughs> um, let's see Okay, so now Bruno's working at the the corner store that his family owns or whatever, and Kamala's dad just happens to come in, and of course he's like has a printout of all this gin research he's been doing, oh, yeah. and so Kamala's dad is like, "Oh, this is in Urdu or whatever. Let me, uh, uh, help yeah, he's conveniently it. there to just <laughs> translate this random paper." Yeah. <clears throat> you would think he'd be looking at it on his phone. Anybody would be looking at it on their phone. Right. Yeah. And, like, the other thing is, like, he basically says, oh, it, it mentions, and then he, it tell, it's exactly these clandestine right. people situation. Oh, there's this group that are <laughs> exiled, and they, uh, he says they need some sort of primordial power to get back home. So it's, like, exactly, <laughs> like, that situation. And, yeah. and, you know, when it comes to these kinds of, like, prophecies or whatever, like, who wrote that down? And, like, <laughs> what was the scenario? Like? Right. <laughs> yeah. Definitely some fucking nonsense going mm -hmm. on here. Uh, Bruno tells Kamalo about how he's going to Caltech. Um, he says he figures out that, like, they need a like insane amount of power to, like, the power of, the, of a sun, basically, to help the djinn get back to their dimension uh so then I, we cut to the wedding uh her brother gets married and they're all celebrating and dancing and shit um we get a scene where with kamran and najma where like well like okay so like at one point like kamran texts with kamala or something and i forget exactly what it was but like he basically told her like not to worry about like helping them right now or something so then uh Najma like reads this text and and she's like what the fuck like we need help like now like our time's running short or something and i don't and basically this is where we find out that she's evil and like uh, she's gonna come for like kamala or whatever 
Um, yeah, she says they're running out of time. Uh, anyway, okay, so yeah, they have the dance number. Um, oh, there's a Bon Jovi tribute band called band called Brown Jovi. Oh yeah. Did you like Brown Jovi? <laughs> no, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even really get to perform, right? Because they're like right after this, like she pulls the fire alarm and they all scatter or whatever. <laughs> they didn't want to pay the, uh, <laughs> the fee. They just wanted the pun. <laughs> but, but yeah, so basically, Kamran comes to the wedding and warns Kamala that, that the clandestines will will kill everyone, and she's got to get everyone out of there. So she pulls the file fire alarm. Everybody starts to to uh, go. Um, but she, like she's in the, she runs off and she gets in the like the kitchen of this place, and the bad guys like catch up to her. Um, so they fight a little bit. Kamala ends up getting the upper hand after. Uh, well, no, they, like I forget. They 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 fight, and then eventually she makes her way back into like the main ballroom or whatever. They're fighting. She's kind of losing, but then like Bruno shows up and like starts throwing gifts at him, mm. and then they kind of like throw a chair and hit him in the arm or something. And then, like, that's what gets her to, like, really, like, use her powers and, like, kind of get the upper hand uh, for a minute. Uh, uh, her powers seem to <clears throat> suck right now. <laughs> well, like, she can make things with this power, but, like, if somebody, like, hits it with something, then it, like, shatters. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense. Well, it, it her platforms shatter, but, like, the fist is solid, so... I, I don't know. Well, presumably, maybe if she was against someone powerful enough, they could just, like, shatter the fists, but... In this instance, like... Yeah, I don't know. Of course, the... the Usually, like, the steps and things she puts out, like, stay there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, she can, she can step them, but if someone, like, throws something and hits one, they just break. Yeah. I, I will say, like, the action in the show, not very good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, one generic action scene that was pretty much it for that episode. But anyway, Conron starts, like, fighting with the them, and... Uh, it allows Kamala and uh, Bruno to get out of that room. But then, uh, so now they're more like towards the entrance of the building or whatever. Uh, the bad guys get them cornered. Um, but then that's when the, the DODC like agents like break in. Oh, right. And they start like uh, arresting all the clandestine guys and allows. Uh... Oh, at the same time. Um, when Kamala gets like cornered, the bangle projects um, the vision of a train, oh, right. which automatically we assume is the train from that story they told mm-hmm. in the earlier episode, which it is. Uh, Nakia is there when Bruno and Kamala exit the building, so she right there discovers that Kamala has the powers and is, is right. Miss Marvel. The betrayal. The betrayal. Um, and then. The episode ends with uh, Kamala getting a call from Sana, her grandmother, who wants her to come to Karachi because she says she had the vision of the train as well and wants to, like, impart some knowledge on Kamala or whatever. Um, So, yeah, kind of, like, like it was fine, but, like, the stuff with the bad guys just, to me, was stupid and didn't really make much sense. Yeah, these bad guys aren't, like, the big baddies I'm really looking forward to for a season finale. I mean, they're obviously, like, the baddies of this season. Yeah. But, I mean, to me it would have been, like, like more compelling if, like I was saying, like, and even now that I've seen episode four, I'm like, yeah, I don't understand why they wouldn't, like, be more deceptive and be like, you know, get her to open the gate and then be <laughs> like, aha, we're shitheads. Yeah. Just, like, 
That, oh, that's been sitting in my mind the whole time. But too. just them going like, "Oh, you didn't help us soon enough." What? Yeah. And like you said, even if they get the bangle, they supposedly don't have the power to open the gate. So would they just like force her to do it, even though seemingly, she, like I don't know, it just doesn't almost, make any fucking sense. Like they don't know this yet, but so far what they do know is that she wants to help. Uh, one of the guys told them that not yet though. Like she's, you know, she's taking her time because of the uh, implications that it could blow up, right? Or something. So she she's looking for a safe way to do the same thing that they're still trying to accomplish. That's all. Like. They, she's still trying to get them back home just without the explosion, you know. So I mean, it's still the same goal. They they could all work together. There's no reason for them to be like, this doesn't align with our goals. And the, the other thing is like the one woman like makes it seem like she even mentions like we're running out of time, or whatever. And I'm like, how? Like they yeah, didn't they, explain they this ticking clock anyway. because like yeah. they've been here since at least the 40s. Like did, that ticking clock can't be too fucking urgent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just yeah nonsense it just i don't know also she had a kid here in this reality so was that with a human and then how come he doesn't have the ability to use that bangle like she does maybe he does i mean yeah maybe he does maybe that's some explanation Mm. like she thought she could use him yeah maybe because she he'd, he'd be like half and half then probably but it means if that was the case i think they would just lie to her and be like Hey, can Kamran use the bangle just temporarily to allow us to get home, and then you can have it back or something yeah, like that? Yeah. You know, so even that to me wouldn't really make sense. But I don't know. Like the character works fine. Like her and her family, like are decent characters. It's just the way this is put together just is not very compelling to me. And like I said, the action's not very good. And like the acting kind of isn't great either, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, they're kids, you know, what can you right. expect? That's true, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the writing on this show just uh, isn't clicking with me. Um, but, so that was episode three. Um, are you guys ready for episode four of Miss Marvel? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. All right, episode four it is entitled Sing Red. Uh, we start with Kamala and her mom flying to Pakistan to meet uh, Sana. Uh, they try for like some comedic relief here right off the bat where like they're kind of fighting with this poor guy reading the paper like in between them but it's it's, whoa it's whatever um so they get uh to uh karachi um they go to make their way to uh sauna's house and like i thought this was kind of pointless because like sauna and kamala have a conversation but she basically tells us what we already know, which is that um, Aisha used the bangle to save her on that night of the partition, like the trail of stars thing that let her do the train, and that the train in the vision was the train in the partition story they told in an earlier episode. Like, was there anything revelatory here? Yeah, not really. Yeah. So, another thing is, like, wh- what happened to Aisha? Is she still alive somewhere? I mean, that's what we don't know yet. I, I kind of think she is. Yeah, but it's... I don't know. They didn't talk about her. <laughs> yeah, like, she she must have met her husband and had the kid while she was still part of that clandestine group, right? Because that's the same night she sent her kid back to her husband. So she was, like, living in that group and has a family? Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, that's something we don't know is, like... um were the 
was her like um, great grandfather, and for that matter, like the father of Comron, like are they themselves part gin or are they completely human? No, it doesn't. We haven't really figured that out yet. No. Um, Kamala has like this short vision uh, while she's sleeping that basically tells her to like find the train. Um, uh, so like now there's this sequence where like she's hanging out with her cousins and Karachi, and I just wrote like uh, there's a like Karachi tourism montage of like her in the screen. Oh, yeah. That's another kind of thing. Was like they introduce the cousins, and you kind of think maybe they're gonna be part of it, and then she just like ditches them, yeah. right? And also like you don't know the city, and you're just gonna ditch like your family to wander off by yourself to go see a train. Exactly. <laughs> it was it was random. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, oh, I'm gonna go find the train station, and she, they're like, oh, that's boring. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, yeah peace out. <laughs> you're on your own in a city of millions of people. So like she finds um, the train station, and for some reason, like she just randomly like puts on her mask. I don't know if there was really a reason for that. There was like a sign that said "warning, you're being, you're under surveillance" or something. Oh, okay. And I don't exactly know why that would prompt you to put on a mask. But <laughs> it just seems more suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> just in case they're surveilling me. <laughs> <laughs> They've already seen me without the mask. Right. Let me just put it on. But it turns out to be convenient because <laughs> she gets in a fight with somebody else. She's like, or they're like, they have the footage and they're like, this is weird. A Southeast Asian person in Karachi. <laughs> <laughs> Check all the local mosques and temples. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, she's immediately confronted by a knife throwing man with a red well, scarf. Everybody knows she's American, so now they'll be looking for an American. Um, so yeah, this guy in the red scarf, like, uh, uh, yeah. he says she senses that um, she has the nor. So uh, uh, we find out later, not right now, but later, that his name's Kareem, and he goes by Chemo, I guess. Anyway, they have this stupid fight, um, and like you were saying, like, yeah, she likes will make her like pedestals or whatever, and like he'll throw a knife at him, and it'll just shatter. But also at one point, like, he threw a knife and, like, she caught it or stopped it or whatever. But, like, seemingly, like, it would have killed her probably if she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> she did, like, she put, like, well, like a pad right for her hand. Right. It'd be funny if it, like, shattered and went, Just went through her hand. <laughs> 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 These things are useless. That would have instantly made me like this show yeah. like, <laughs> ten times more. It's yeah. like, she needs practice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they just kind of have this like play fight, and he re- it stops when he reveals that he knows about Aisha, her great grandmother. Um, he takes her to this restaurant, and which has a secret entrance that goes um, to this place that houses the Red Daggers, which is this uh, group of people uh, he's in league with. He's like one of the daggers or whatever. Uh, they're introduced to their leader. Uh, his name's Wal- Walid. Um, he also knows of Aisha. Uh, apparently, their goal is to pre- protect people from the unseen, the slash the clandestines. Um, so yeah, okay. So this is where we find out that yeah, there's that uh, other dimension they live in that's connected to to you know our world or whatever. Uh, but they're separated by what he calls the veil of the Nor, uh, this like shield of light. And that's what hides their world from ours. Um, and he also says that the Nor is that world's energy source. Uh, we find out that the clandestines want, want to tear down the veil, 
which apparently will then basically turn our dimension into their dimension. Their dimension, yeah, like it'll like overtake ours, overtakes or ours or something. Yeah, some bullshit. Mm. <laughs> um, and, like, would that necessarily be a bad thing? I don't know. Like, maybe their dimension's cool. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, so, like, Walid says that, like, he's apparently seen at least one of these bangles before, but he's like, I've never seen writing on the bangle before. And sh- uh, he, he reads it, and he says, it says, quote, what you seek is seeking you. Any thoughts on what that means? <laughs> seeking <From> death. <laughs> grandmother, I guess. Oh, that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've ruined the mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Very obvious mystery. <laughs> From A to B. <laughs> um, so now we go over to the, the DODC, where Comron and the clandestines, like, pretty easily escape the, the DODC custody. But, like, as they're escaping, basically, Najma, like, banishes Comron from the group because he betrayed him. You know, he let Kamala in on the plan or whatever, you know. Yeah, what was it? She just left him behind in the Supermax or something? Yeah, they left him behind. Like, I assume, like, he made it out because he was free, but they don't actually show that. Oh. Um, so Kamala gets, like, um, this fabric from Waleed, and, like, I'm thinking, okay, she's going to turn that into, like, the Miss Marvel costume uh, from the comic books, which is almost like in the comics, she almost wears kind of like a dress, like a short dress or whatever. Mm. Um, but no, it's just like a Walmart vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she just like puts it on and is like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was weird too. I was like, that's her big transformation. Yeah, that's like a shitty costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got this fucking vest. A little oh. tiny vest. <laughs> so that was lame. <laughs> um, uh, and like at the same time, like right before that, like she's kind of like, Messing around with the uh, the bangle, and I think the Wally guys mentioned that like her DNA like allows her to be more powerful or something. I don't know, but like almost instantly, then the clandestines just like break through the roof of this red dagger uh, facility. Uh, Walid fights them off uh, and uh, basically allows um, him, Kareem, and Kamala to escape on like this like motorcycle attached to a golf cart type thing. I think they maybe call it like a tuk-tuk or something oh, in real life. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so now there's like this this kind of shitty chase where like they're on that thing and the clandestines uh, steal like a van and Kamala basically just makes like a construct uh, like ramp type thing that they crash into and it like tips them over. Not uh, super impressive or anything. Uh, so then Kamala and Kareem like, they separate the motorcycle from the cart, so now they're just on the motorcycle. But then I wrote, they almost immediately wreck. And I thought this was funny. Like, she makes a construct, like, to help break their fall, but it's basically just, like, a thin layer of the construct over the pavement. I'm like, how did this help them at all? It doesn't look like it did. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, like, slow their fall or anything, and it was literally, like, a millimeter just above the concrete. <laughs> right. I'm like, it basically just looks like she painted the concrete with her pa- I'm like, how did this help at yeah. all? Imagine that hurt pretty much <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'm like, this did fucking nothing. It wasn't worth the special effects budget. It was so stupid. Um, <laughs> okay, so then I wrote... 
uh, Kamala gets in this truck and drives a stick shift, which she almost certainly couldn't do <laughs> because we we did establish, all you need is reverse and first. We established in episode one that, that she, she can't, can't drive even a drive regular. a regular car. We're supposed to believe that she would know how to drive a stick shift. Like I don't think she would even yeah. be able to take off in this fucking thing. No, she wouldn't. I did not buy that at all. Anyway, she conveniently like hits one of the bad guys with the truck, um, and that allows like her and Kareem to run off. So like, there's this point where like they're kind of separated. Like Kamala and Kareem are together, running from some guys, and Walid is on his own, but running from some guys. Um, a guy almost catches up to Kamala and gets him, but Walid like. Hits him with a dagger. But then uh, Najma, like, shows up and stabs and kills Walid, I guess. Um, I also wrote this. This I didn't get at all. So Kareem, he grabs, like, this fucking, like, canister. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And conveniently, just says flammable. <laughs> and conveniently yeah. there's, like, this, like, boiling pot of water or something. And he throws it in there. So it makes, like, this explosion of the water go up. I'm like... But what did that fucking do? Did it just like barely like scold that one lady or something? Right. <laughs> She's like, ah. She turns around and goes, ah. And it was like, it was the worst. It was he so had, like, stupid. Five minutes to chill after that, too. They like planned and talked about yeah. what they're going to do. I was like, she just turned her back for a second. Like, she can't recoup from this whole thing. Like, <laughs> that part was especially like low budget. I was like, what the fuck is this? He, it's so con- stupid and convenient, but also so shitty. Like, he just, oh, I got a flammable canister. I'll throw it in there. It'll barely, like, I guess, scald the bad also, lady some, or whatever. Something says flammable. Why is your first thought to throw in water? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so stupid. That part was so fucking stupid. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Also, I'm not a chemist, but boiling water isn't the same thing as fire to a chem. Like, to a flammable object, right? Like, they're going to react differently. I, I mean, there are definitely chemicals that react to water in explosive ways, oh, okay. but, uh, mm. yeah. I mean, I assume there are, like, certain things that are flammable. And, and also, like, it was contents under pressure. So, like, mm. I assume if it got hot enough, like, it could, like, cause an explosion. But still, it was fucking stupid. Yeah, it was. Um, but like you said, yeah, that allows them to kind of get away for a minute. And they run into, like, the, a dead end of this, like, fabric uh factory or some text uh textiles or some bullshit anyway the bad guys catch up to him they get into a fight which goes for a little bit until najma shows up she stabs the bangle with a dagger and it triggers a vision um um i assume it's a vision of the night with the train so now like uh kamala's like in the vision she sees like her grandmother and her great-grandmother walked by, and it's just, like, she goes on top of the train, and, she's like, she's just seeing, like, what was going on that night with everybody in the partition and, like, trying to get out of there or whatever, and that's where it ends. And even that, I'm like, that's not a very compelling end. Yeah. Like, what, like ooh, I can't wait to see the story we already have been told. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, there's nothing enticing Really, and I feel like they have plenty of opportunity to jump into like 
who was that blue dude who was dead with the thing you know, on his arm? And and what is the backstory of this world you come from? And you like you know, this dimension and stuff like that. Like what? what I is mean, all I, that? I assume like we're probably going to get a tease of that world like in the next episode. But like, I think it's going to be too little, too late. Yeah. I'm just like I'm not compelled by these villains. They're pretty lame, and I just like I don't know. Like I was thinking about this show and Hawkeye. And and I was thinking like that last episode of Hawkeye like pissed me off enough that I think I still hate Hawkeye more. But at the same time, any of the other episodes of Hawkeye probably are better than all these episodes of this show we've watched. Mm. Like, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's not clicking with me. Like, yeah, no, it's 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 boring. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Feige has like had the le- least contact with this show at least when it comes to like sussing out like the whole marvel cinematic universe's connection to it right now. i mean I'm, my guess is he he probably has less involvement with the tv stuff like overall mm. like less so than the movies i would imagine anyways no yeah i mean disney's having so much success they might have just said hey let's get somebody pumping out some b team quality stuff here. they did it before yeah. They, they do it with their other shows. They'll, I mean, they'll make a hit and then they'll say they'll do a couple shitty spinoffs or you know, quick money grabs off of them. Mm. I mean, to be fair, like this show is aimed at a younger audience, but I don't even know if that's a good excuse for why it's not connecting. You well, I mean, even good writing for kids is generally it goes two ways because it, you generally have stuff for adults and children, but children might not get some of the deeper references that adults would get. Yeah. I feel like, to me, it's not even, like, the characters. It's more just, like, the writing. Like, because I don't mind Kamala as, like, a character. I don't mind most of her family members as characters. But, like, uh, they're not doing anything very compelling. Yeah, it's kind of boring. And, like, I feel like a lot of what I've seen has been relatively predictable. The action's generic. It's just... And the jokes fall flat, man. Like, they just aren't funny. Yeah, I haven't had any good laughs out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, did you guys even think for a minute that the clandestine people weren't the bad guys when they were first introduced? I was like, these guys, of course, are going to be the, the bad guys. Yeah. yeah. I just thought they would be smarter about how they go about things. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty certain from the time they stopped and picked her up in the car. I was like, well, okay, the bad guy has finally appeared at the end of episode two. You know? Right. Yeah, they're, they're like a chicken with their head cut off, the bad guys. They don't have a plan. They don't have anything. They're just kind of helter-skelter. Generic yeah. anger out of one woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really lame villains. Um, I don't even know in, in two episodes if this show can like Redeem itself. Redeem itself and like turn itself around. And I guess they haven't built up anything and they have to finish it. (laughs) The thing is, it's not like, like I don't hate the show. It's just, it's so bland. Yeah. I don't like actively like hate anything about it. It's, but it's just like, I'm just like, Jesus, like, I don't know. It's like boring. Yeah, it is. Like before watching the show, I kind of like, I'm like, oh man, here it goes. Here's a chore, you know? Right. Yeah, that's another thing is, like, I wasn't, like, looking forward. Yeah. Like, Moon Knight, like, I was, like, oh, like kind of looking forward to each episode because I was, mm-hmm. like, this is compelling enough that, okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, and each episode, like, built off of the right. last one really well. Yeah, and this one just, like, like I said, even the way this episode ends, it's, like, well, 
the cliffhanger is kind of going into a story like we already kind of know. Yeah. Like, you told us about it already. And it's like, I don't know if you're going to give me a revelation that's going to make me uh, too interested in it. Yeah, if it's like yeah. 90% the same story and then they add like one new detail, it's going to be like, all right, we had to rehear that thir- story a third time now. Like, Yeah, there's, I don't know. There might be a surprise, but there's no mystery, I guess. Yeah. I think I'm down to like five out of ten territory with this show. I'm, I'm yeah, lower than that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping it can redeem itself. Um, but getting get, you know, we talked about like, oh, maybe with a season two they could do better. But like, do you guys want a season two out of this show? Nah. It would have to be doing good ratings. I kind of, I kind of feel like maybe you know, filter Kamala into other stuff and hope that like, you know. She takes off or something. Well, I figure they'll make like a, a kids superhero team soon, right? Yeah, I want to talk about because that's that seems like from the beginning something they've been angling with with these shows, right? Because yeah, because like uh, you know, WandaVision introduced her kids, mm-hmm. which I mean, technically ended up being not real, but right. you know, they apparently are in other dimensions and can come back somehow. And then Winter, or yeah, Winter Soldier and Falcon or whatever. Like they didn't really spotlight him, but you know the uh, what is his name Isaiah Bradley, his oh, right, grandson right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a superhero in the comics, Patriot or something. I want to say I don't forget what his name is. And then uh, Loki had kid Loki, right? Um, um, and then of course Hawkeye had what's her name Bishop Kate Bishop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now Miss Marvel Moon Knight didn't really introduce any. No. Any teenage heroes, but I I do kind of feel like so many of these have introduced like younger characters that that I'm like yeah they, they're gonna make like a Young Avengers or Champions type uh, team show. Yeah, I know they're making that show Ironheart too. So oh right, so she would fit in. Yeah, yeah, they got to be angling for something like that with these for TV sure. shows, right? There's yeah. just too many of them. It seems like mm-hmm. I think they're gonna just all their comics. They're gonna start just letting loose, man, making all these stories. Midnight Suns, all that stuff. They're already making a video game for Midnight Suns. Oh yeah, uh, but it's like, isn't it like kind of a weird like strategy card game or something? I don't know. I didn't really play it or anything. No. I didn't see any gameplay of it or anything, but I want to say it's yeah, kind of like a weird like strategy game rather than just like an action. Oh, game. Oh, okay. That's a weird way to go. For it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the kind of game I would be interested in, but they are making a Wolverine game. Uh, okay. The same people that made the Spider-Man games are making Wolverine, oh, okay. so that should be fun. I'd like them to make a uh, Daredevil game. It'd probably play oh, a lot yeah. like Batman, but like you could do some cool stuff with like you know his uh, you know hearing powers could be like a detective mode, basically. Okay, and then like he's got a he's got like some cool like rogues gallery people too. Hmm. Um, I think that would be fun. But yeah, this show overall, like, uh, let's fingers crossed for the final two episodes. But I don't have huge hopes no. for Miss Marvel. I don't know. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> I hate to be this guy, but mm, the book was better. <laughs> <laughs> At least the the initial like G Willow Wilson uh, comic book run was pretty good. Um, boy, I wish we had something uh, hotter to go out on in, on got, this episode. 100. I got a hot brown note I could go out on. <laughs> I'm sweating over Will here. It's it hot for me. <laughs> it's too late in the game for ratings. <laughs> well, um, I I don't know. I don't know. Shitting your pants on air 
That might. That might. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we'll play that game. Is it a shit? <laughs> <laughs> like hold the pants up and show them the work afterwards. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you enjoyed episode 100, uh, no, it's on a serious note, though, man, it, it's crazy that we've done 100 episodes. Um, I hope we get to do 100 more. Hope everybody will come along for that ride and our audience will just grow and grow and grow. Speaking of that, please, please uh, share uh, share the word. If you like our podcast, please uh, you know, send people links. Tell, just tell people to come visit us. Uh, make sure to oh by the way I think next week's episode will will be uh, I think Thor comes out on like the eighth so we could probably Friday. do a Thor review yeah for sure awesome You're gonna record it on Saturday I mean that's what we did last time movies came out mm-hmm. when Doctor oh, yeah, Strange yeah we did do that didn't we mm-hmm. yeah that worked out all right yeah so we can do that again um, all right so yeah please uh, uh, subscribe both to uh, the YouTube channel and uh, on your podcast service of choice. Leave us thumbs up. Please give us comments. Um, all that good stuff. And hey, please, please, please come over and uh, bother us on Twitter, guys. Where can people find you on Twitter? At a name for this too, and that's the number two. <laughs> at unsolicited, S-U-G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please join us next week for episode 101. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.